Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Yesterday... Here on this program, we looked at a petition which was being circulated by a former student at Bountiful High School. The petition is calling for the end of Bountiful High School's usage of uh, the mascot Braves. She would like to see uh, Bountiful no longer be known as the Bountiful High Braves and for another mascot to take its place, one more respectful of Native American heritage. In addition to the mascot, she would like to, well, in, in the petition, she looks back and reminisces on much of her own high school experience there at Bountiful High and remembers many of the traditions in which she participated and she it doesn't feel that today those are respectful, and she would like to see those end. Well, uh, that petition uh, is circulating now. It has, uh, I think, just south of 2,000 signatures. And yesterday, in addition to the, the circulation of this petition, we also saw a statement come out from the co-founder of the Utah League of Native American Voters, a gentleman named James Singer, who, Singer, who joins me now. James, how are you, sir? I'm fine, thank you. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Uh, James is a sociology professor at Salt Lake Community College, also a former Democratic congressional candidate who ran against John Curtis, and as I mentioned, the co-founder of the Utah League of Native American Voters. James, th this conversation here, it stems from, as I mentioned, the effort of that Bountiful High School student. Her petition seeks to remove Braves as the school's mascot and bring an end to those traditions. Yesterday, you put out a statement from the Utah League of Native American Voters. You authored it and said that we do, in fact, need to put an end to the use of these native mascots. Now, before we get into your reasoning, I want to better understand your organization. Tell me, please, about the founding of your organization, how it operates, and for whom you speak. Right. Um, our organization was created around the time of the Dakota Access Pipeline uh, we saw that there was a, a need for the Native American voice to be um, heard from Utah that wasn't being expressed. We look specifically at policy issues that face Native American communities in Utah, and we um, speak out about those different issues and, and do some research when necessary, and then we advocate for those in behalf of Native voters. I see. Uh, is there a board of which you're comprised, or what's the makeup of your organization exactly? We have um, some professors at uh, Utah State University who have done uh, extensive work in um, history of Native Americans, specifically Navajos in Utah. We have a former policy analyst 
from the Dine Policy Institute and also worked in Navajo Nation government, who now works um, doing some uh, work with mis- murder and missing indigenous women in Utah. Mm. Uh, we have myself, and then there's several other people who um, do things on volunteer basis, and that comprises mostly of, of the organization. I see. Now, uh, getting back to your statement, it calls for the end of the use of all native mascots. In the case of Bonneville, does it in- does that call uh, on your part? Does that include Braves? I think it does, um, and the reasoning behind that is that it's a very generalized kind of term. And what this does is it invokes different kinds of narratives that have been created in our society. Um, the Hollywood, the stereotypical Hollywood Indian is one that comes to mind. And so these aren't accurate portrayals of Native peoples. They become very nebulous. They all become monolithic. We all wear headdresses. We all live in the Southwest and so on and so forth. Um, and so we lose that uh, national kind of identity that we have with our different tribes, um, the different things that we find sacred like our regalia, such as headdresses, are then used as props, um, almost as in, in a very disrespectful way. And uh, we would like to see the, the proper respect um, to those uh, symbols and imagery that we see. Something like the Braves just doesn't fit that criteria, and so we just try to educate people to say, look, this is something that is uh, dehumanizing. It is something that not only affects Native students and Native communities, but also the white community in how they portray and think about um, Native uh, American peoples. Specifically, the the term "brave." As I and I understand that I'm coming at this, uh, you, you know, from uh, a position of disadvantage. I am not uh, of Native American heritage myself. Uh, we didn't have mascots like this in, the, at least in the area where I grew up, and so I I, I am relatively new uh, to this. But as I look at Braves, and I think about uh, students on the sidelines of football games chanting and cheering for the Braves, chanting for the victory uh, of the Braves their team uh, it, it, it seems it seems positive to me wouldn't uh, affixing brave to uh, a player who is competing be be something that connotes uh, strength and uh, and victory absolutely I think I think you're right that that's what it's supposed to connotate and uh, I wish it would only be for that uh, unfortunately there are other things that are involved that Mallory had pointed out where they call dances powwows mm-hmm. where people start to wear war paint and put on the regalia that we consider sacred um, and do so in a, in a in a disrespectful way and so that isn't actually um, paying honor to us and so what I really find is that this is something um, that's within the white community this is a white people problem um, and so white people are also trying to solve that um, they see that the most popular kinds of mascots that we have are animals mm-hmm. and Indians and if you're putting Indians in that same kind of category to see how that can be dehumanizing I mean this isn't just at the mascot level this is a, a piece of a larger conversation that we're having the Bureau of Indian Affairs is housed within the Department of the Interior I just want us to think about the implications of that. That's in the same department that is for the BLM, right, the the Bureau of Land Management. The um, We're looking at national parks and, and forest service and wildlife. 
We're putting the flora and fauna and the resources of our country and Indian peoples, native peoples, in the same category. That's not the same kind of thing that we would see with any other kind of ethnic group. And so that, that dehumanization is against our democratic um, ideals, things about equality and, and human rights. And so something that as simple as the Braves actually has some profound implications in how we think about and portray native peoples in our society. I see. You talk about the uh, like the traditional behavior, the the wearing of headdresses and uh, behavior, you know, mimicking the 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 chopping of a tomahawk. There there was a high school just last year in Idaho, which changed the name of its mascot from Braves to Brave, and then shifted the focus entirely from a Native American association to one that celebrates the virtues of being brave. Now, if Bountiful were able to successfully accomplish something like this, is that something that you could stand behind? Uh, yeah, of course. And I, but I think we'd be missing an important opportunity. Um, one, I think it's good that we'd be starting a new chapter in Bountiful High School. It wouldn't diminish any of the past memories that people would have, but it would start something new, especially for the students there. The second part, though, is that if we, if we only just eliminate the mascot, right, then we're also not really honoring Native Americans because now it's not even part of the conversation. It's like, oh, we're not being racist because we don't have the mascot anymore. And then that's where it ends. What about the thinking process of, like, what's happening to Native communities right now? Do we know that Native Native peoples in Indian country are suffering from the highest rates of the COVID outbreak? Do we know about missing and murdered Indigenous women? Do we know about the history of Utah and how the land was stolen from the Native Americans and how we are settled on that land today and what that means? If those kinds of things aren't brought up, then I think we've lost uh, a huge opportunity in which we can build bridges between our communities. James Singer, co-founder of the Utah League of Native American Voters. I wish we could speak all afternoon. There's so many questions I want to ask you and uh, things I'd like to learn from your experience. Uh, but uh, I have to say goodbye for today. Let's look for an opportunity later on to, to continue this great conversation. Of course. Thank you. All right. Thank you.